She'll be so surprised, he mused joyfully, dancing as he marched toward the yellow dust-coated trailer park, his service pistol swinging gently on his thigh holster. Mission canceled. Nothing going on in the TOC. We'll have the whole night to ourselves. Marcus started humming some untitled love song. Bits of it sounded like a mix of Kiss from a Rose and At Last. Other soldiers passed him on their way to wherever they were going. The PX, Chow Hall, somewhere unimportant to him. They glanced at him oddly. He was smiling, foolishly perhaps, but he didn't care. Just another few blocks, and he'll taste his sweet Anna's lips and feel her warmth as they embraced. The smoothness of her pale, freckled skin and the smell of her lavender, ginger hair. The way she touched him, caressed his cock, that thing she did with her tongue, beyond talent, goddamn magic is what it was. There it is, her trailer. Marcus leapt on the short steps and knocked, though he knew he didn't need to. It was, as they say, the gentlemanly thing to do. No answer. He knocked again. Anna, it's me, he called, rustling inside, muffled voices. Marcus frowned. He pressed his ear against the door. Anna? From inside, he thought he heard a man's voice whispering, Thought you said he was outside the wire today. Marcus pushed back. Anna? He tried the doorknob. Locked. Anna? He started pounding the door. Marcus, hold on. Now's not a good time. Anna called from the other side, disheveled. Without forethought, his guts turning, nodding, he lifted his boot and kicked in the door. The cheaply made trailer lock gave. The door flew inward. He stood there on the small stoop, looking in as his girlfriend rushed to finish pulling up a pair of PT shorts over the red hairs of her bush. He slammed the door. Marcus glared at her as he scanned the dimly lit room, finding no one but her. I heard a man's voice, he sneered. Still looking, searching the cramped confines of the trailer, the yellowed walls covered with pictures from home, letters from Mom, her nitwit brothers Chad and Drake, who never gave two shits about her before she was deployed to Iraq, but now couldn't help keeping touch. His reflection glared back at him through a 20-inch RCA television set sitting on top of a brown and tan-colored plastic organizer that doubled as her dresser and entertainment center. An MP3 was connected through the speakers, playing some sort of raunchy, gyrating music, the beats frantic and smooth, and low, soothing vocals. Is this fucking terror squad? Marcus killed the music. Anna shrugged defensively. So what? I like them. Since when? What do you care, Marcus? It's fucking take me home. You fuck to this fucking music? She smoothed down her frizzled hair, saying nothing. She was jittery, sweating as if she'd been caught doing something she shouldn't have. Marcus narrowed his search to her bed, the one she was standing in front of, carefully blocking his view. I knew it, he sneered. Knew what, Marcus? You're acting crazy. Please leave. Anna crossed her arms over her chest, her coyote tan undershirt, pitting with sweat coming through the fabric. You're cheating on me, aren't you? You're fucking someone else. Marcus, don't fucking lie to me. His shout vibrated the walls of the small trailer, his tone unhinged and seemingly beyond normal anger. 
This was more, or so it felt to Marcus shortly after the fact. The sheets on the bed rustled and out jumped another man. He was shirtless and sleek, with perspiration. He looked young and boyish, as if he'd never seen a day outside the wire. His eyes were too young to have seen pain and horror. IEDs, or mothers with bombs strapped to their chest. He wore boxers, thankfully covering himself, and Marcus saw the uniform crumbled up under the blanket the boy had been hiding. It was similar to his own, but not digital. His was more tiger-striped, indicating his branch of service. 